0: What's up you guys, James Wedmore here. And in this episode, I'm gonna show you how to create magnetic content that actually attracts buyers into your business. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore. And with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business Business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, you guys? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in and hanging out here. You know, a little fun fact I just posted this on Instagram recently, but I have been posting something publicly as free content and information for like 13 years now. That's over 676 weeks, if I did the math correctly, of free content that I've put out there. Whether it's my YouTube channel, which we built up to like 16 million views, right? Or my Instagram account, or my podcast that has over 400 and something episodes. That's crazy, right? And I know it's very easy to to like see someone like myself and say, oh, I want all that, and he makes it look easy. But the reality is, is that so much of the success that we've been able to have, the impact we've been able to have in the world is that momentum and consistency of putting content out there in the world every single week. And that's why you hear people say things like, Oh, content is king, right? but it's not the full picture. In fact, it wasn't just me putting content out every week that has made a difference. It's really the right type of content. And I have a very special guest in today's interview that I can't wait to introduce you to. This is a good long-term friend that I have hired. He has worked with me and tons of my clients to help them transform their content and to create content in a way for your business, that doesn't put you on a content hamster wheel, but actually has you produce less content that's more effective. And by more effective, I mean it has a deeper impact in the the hearts and minds of your audience, but also simultaneously brings them closer to a sale. I mean, think about it. You don't wanna just be putting content out there every day for no purpose or intention, right? You want the content that you put out there to attract more of the right people and get them closer to the sale. There is a process for doing this. And in today's interview, you're gonna discover what that process is. So without further ado, let me introduce you to my good friend, Brandon Lucero. All right, Brandon Lucero, welcome back to the show. Thanks man, glad to be here. Yeah, we're, we're uh, filming here in, in Sedona. You're out here. Yep. With the wifey having a good time how you doing
1: dude i'm doing good i'm excited to be in person and doing the interview this is your third time though is it we both look at (laughs) jelly yes
0: because i know we did one at your office and then we did an episode about a year ago episode 393 yeah which was all about how to create better content yeah that shifts your audience's reality that's a really good episode I want to bring you back on because I think we can take that conversation a lot deeper. I think there's a lot of things that we still get to talk about in just the realm of content. But just for those that are maybe new to you or haven't heard of you, can you take a moment and just tell our audience a little bit about what you do in business, how you help people?
1: Yeah. So the easy answer is we help people with messaging. And I think a lot of new entrepreneurs, especially, they they don't even understand what messaging is or it's not really a focus because we hear so often... It's, it's like, like
0: the last thing people focus it's, on.
1: It, yeah. And it should be the first thing because yeah. most people hear like, do content, add value, blah, 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 blah. So people just start producing a ton of content. Then they realize they're not getting any traction and they're like, well, what's going on? And it's the messaging. The messaging is really what's at the heart of the problem or the heart of the solution. And content really is nothing more than the vehicle that delivers the message. And so that's what we help people do is is how to not only stand out, but communicate exactly what you need to be communicating in a very unique way and powerful way so that people pay attention, but are also like enthralled with your content, you know, like, yeah, sure, your title is going to grab their attention, but then the content itself is going to want them to stay and just consume everything. This is really great because I think a lot of people have this as they
0: go and follow the people that have the things that they want, the success, the audience and all that type of stuff. We're trying to come up with a term for what you call us, but it's like, it's kind of this one track focus where people say, oh, well, this guy's on YouTube, so that's what made him successful. So I'll go on. Or oh, she has a podcast. So if I start a podcast, then I'll be successful. But we know of the majority of podcasts go and listen to the majority of Instagram accounts don't get the followers and the engagement. You know the YouTube, the whatever. And I think that's what is missing. That's why this is so important. It's if you know how to craft a great message, it really doesn't matter if it's on this platform or the next. No. Right? I mean, yeah, it plays a role. You know what I mean? But you could be on any platform, the right platform, the best platform. And if your content sucks, doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say, I think this is an important conversation that's going to drive a bit of this episode, at least for me. If you're a business owner, what is the point of content and messaging? Like what is its purpose for the business
1: owner? Like why are we doing it? I, I mean the obvious answer is sales like that's what i think that's why everyone's doing it is because it's like oh i want to be able to like sell my programs my services all of that stuff but a lot of people that are in my audience and in your audience there's a deeper purpose there's a message behind mm-hmm. why they're doing what they're doing and we need to successfully blend both of them. So what we need to do is figure out how do we craft the message so that it does lead to more sales. It does take the marketing into consideration. It does look at our offer. It does create demand for your offer. Like the, Your content should be doing 70% of the selling for you. There, and there's three areas. We can talk about those a little more if you want. There's three like elements that need to be coming together for that to happen. And then we also need it to accurately like give that message, the message of who we are. The message like the deep message so you can have that impact is that one of the three areas well yes it's part of one of them okay all right we'll we'll get into that
0: but do you think most people know that like that's kind of why i wanted to start there is like do you think that's what people like know in business is like part of the big function of your content messaging is to generate sales i think it is missing because i think people have a misconception of what sales actually are i had this thought come the other day and i'm going to bring it on the podcast i think it's easier to build an audience than it is to build a
1: business, yeah.
0: And I think we got a lot of
1: people just building audiences and not actually building businesses. Do yeah. you agree with that? Yeah, that's why there's so many broke influencers. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, go Google it. Like we put it in our series a couple of years ago about like all these influencers that like couldn't sell like ten dollar t shirts and stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is too is is we have seven thousand Instagram followers, but we have a multi million dollar business. So most people would look and I get DMs all the time like, hey, Brandon, we can help you get to six figures and we can because they're just looking at your like follower count. Right. And I'm like, oh, how are you going to help me get to six figures? I would love I would love to know this. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but that's the whole thing is you don't need a big follower count to have a big business because of the messaging. So we can run our ads, we can run our content, we can pay for video. I mean, we can get to the technical side later if you want, but there's ways with a great message, with great communication styles that allow you to build a business, generate more sales and a bigger impact with very few
0: follower accounts. Yeah. Because it is about performance, right? It's about quality over quantity. And I cannot stress again, I think, and I want to get kind of into that, the mistakes of people that may have larger audiences and they're like, wow, they can engage and create all that buzz or content, but like, there's no conversion. Yeah. What type of content are people put? Cause I, it's like, I always use that Odysseus metaphor of like Odysseus. He's wrapped himself to the pole, the mast of the, of the ship, but he's being lured by the sirens. And there really are these like social media sirens that seduce us. Ooh, this one got more comments. Ooh, look at this one got shared more. And, is that not in a lot of ways the booby prize, right? Oh, I got to say, booby on the on the show. <laughs> it's the booby prize, right? Like you can't cash that in. And is it, you know, are we just hammering home the point that you could be having all of that and not have the clients? And even when you said, by the way, before you go into mistakes, like even when you said the purpose of the content is is sales, but also there's that deeper purpose of that message, that transformation. We're always of the ilk that the people that we're going to help the most are the people that we made the sale with. Yeah. You
1: know what I mean? So like, they're just so innately. Well, your program, your offer, your service is how the transformation becomes alive. So the transformation and you have this deeper purpose of this impact you're trying to make, that impact should be created by the offer. And this is how we start to blend them together. But a lot of people don't do that. Like you said, they'll say something and they'll get likes on it, but those likes aren't going to translate to sales because it's not even connected to the deeper purpose of the program. But if you can align up your message to the deeper purpose of your program. Mm. Well, now you start to blend it. And there's three elements that need to come together. So I'll I'll talk about those and then I'll go into the mistakes. But really we have to look at our content or messaging as an ecosystem. When someone comes in the ecosystem, whether they hear you on someone else's podcast, they're seeing an ad, an email, there's three main areas. And you could add more to these three, but these three need to be there, which is connection. And you have to connect with your audience based off of beliefs and identities. That's as simple as it needs to be. Beliefs and identities. But people think connection is like being vulnerable. I'm going to go be vulnerable. And I'm be, and like, no, vulnerability does not build connection. It releases the things that build connection. And it could build the wrong connection if you're not careful with what you're vulnerable about. So we need that connection, identity and beliefs. And just to give you an example, I'm a father. I'm an entrepreneur. And if like I saw a magazine article come out and it said, fathers tend to make the best entrepreneurs. Obviously, it's not true. I'm just, this is just an example. Yeah. But I would click on that in a second and I would likely support their message. And really what grabbed my attention is they threw two of my identities in the title. But then if the oh, message yeah. continues to support those identities, reinforce those identities, well, then I'm going to love it. I'm going to share it and all that stuff. And then if that magazine later wanted to sell a course on parenthood and, and entrepreneurship, then I'm way more likely to buy. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one kind of example. Let's stay with this connection one for a moment. Okay. I, want,
0: I like to go deeper with these yeah. things because I think this is really important. So first of all, what do you mean with connection? Like, Maybe on your consumer side, how do you know when you have a connection with a content creator? On the consumer side. Yeah, like if you're consuming, like can you think of somebody that you're like, wow, I'm really connected to that person. Well,
1: there's a connection there. And then what does that look like and feel like? So one example would be, and this is one of the mistakes that people do is they do a ton of how-to content. Yeah. But if you follow someone who does a ton of tutorials, I guarantee you're not following them because they give the best tutorials. You're following them because of, external things yeah. you either think they're funny you connect right. with them on some level there's something like that going on i, d- I do want to hit that too because i always make this great metaphor uh,
0: analogy reference like how many times have we had that experience we're like crap how do you format an sd card or like how do you undelete something you know he's like doing like a mac tutorial yeah and you find some perfect how-to article can anyone tell me like what blog that was from or who that person was or because it's just right. the straight robotic steps right yeah Okay. So when you feel like you have a connection to someone, it's, I'm, what I'm hearing is like, there's that like, oh man, this person's like me, similar interests. You like them
1: for reasons outside of their like offer what they sell.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now you then said being vulnerable doesn't mean there's, you're going to have a connection or guarantee right. a connection. Can you give an example of someone who would be vulnerable and that wouldn't create a connection?
1: Yeah. So, or like if it it might be a wrong connection too. So, I'll just give an example right 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 now. Like, let's say we've been very intentional with our content. We've been very intentional with what we're releasing, what we're saying, what I'm being vulnerable about. Like, I did a whole podcast episode on our podcast about being $40,000 in credit card debt. Mm -hmm. And that was part of my entrepreneurial journey. And that was me being intentionally vulnerable about something that I knew was going to help the audience that I have already created. But let's say, you know, five years ago, I was severely overweight and lost a ton of weight and I was vulnerable about that on my podcast. That's not really going to build a deeper connection with the audience that I have because I've done a job building audiences in a different way than been, yeah. than sharing personal I, stories. I'm like almost that. hearing like it's not as relevant.
0: Yeah, to what your audience
1: is coming to you for. Right. There's ways to frame it where it could have been, but it generally isn't going to be like because I haven't built a business around people that are struggling with weight loss. Mm-hmm. And so it wouldn't build connection with that audience, or even if it did, it's like maybe five percent of them because they had that issue, they had that problem. Yeah. So just being and I think people just are so vulnerable about so many different things that it starts to really kind of like widespread your audience. Like it just makes them so not targeted and just just this wide range. And then this is why we get people that are influencers have massive followings, but then they can't sell because people are there for the wrong reasons.
0: Right. I also feel like. People use vulnerability as a intentional marketing tool and it, and it kind of comes off as like, you know, like I'm just using it to like get your attention or your significance yeah. and like, look at me, how vulnerable I am. And I feel like you really get a sense of that when, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit, when it's like, they're in it right now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you didn't share when you were in debt while you were in debt. Right. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because well, you see you see that happening. You know what I'm talking about, And the right? problem
1: is, is it might work in the beginning. But what most people don't look at is the energy that comes through the content when you do that. Mm. And I might ruffle a few feathers saying this. Ruffle. But it's victim. Like you're a victim when you do that. When you're in the middle of something, you're being vulnerable. And it, well, let me, let me back up. It can become a victimhood. Thing, mm-hmm. if you're not careful with how you're communicating, and you're you're communicating at a victim, like "Poor me," um, this is the problems I'm going through, and you can tell with the comments. If you're getting a lot of comments like "You got this," "Don't worry about it," "Like you're a strong person," you likely came off as a victim while trying to be vulnerable, and that's building the wrong. Again, it's building it's the a wrong, wrong relationship
0: to- with yeah. your audiences. It it really is. It's like I want to. I mean, I think this is really important because there is a. If you go on Google this and find this, there's a marketing principle that it gets buried and forgotten about called the law of preeminence. And it's this entire idea, and it's not an idea, it's a, it's a law that if you are a personal brand, if you're selling coaching, content, teaching, education, people will only ever invest and buy from somebody that they will see as that person has some level of authority, has yep. some level of expertise, mm-hmm. preeminence. And I believe you, you sacrifice that and lose that every time you say, I need you to help me today and I'm going to use my audience to like build me up and give me, you know what, you know what I mean? Well, you
1: it, get people feeling sorry for you versus like, I love this person and, and what they're teaching or what they're all about. Right. And when you, what happens if you're vulnerable in the moment, this is what I'm currently going through one of the reasons why we want to be vulnerable is for connection yes it's going to help you relate to your audience but it's also to share a lesson and if you're sharing it in the if you're being vulnerable in the middle of it you haven't learned the lesson right So the only option you really have is for people to go like, oh, my God, you're so brave. But they're doing it from like, I feel really sorry for you. Like, I personally wouldn't admit this and tell the public when I'm going through these problems. But to me, when it comes to content, it's all about sharing the lessons and sharing your knowing, not your
0: experience, your experience.
1: That's what being vulnerable should be. Yes, connecting, but also giving them the lesson. Yeah. And I think a lot of us, too, as we're going through things,
0: you got all these emotions you're going through and a lot of the you know is is like a i don't know how to put it the right way but like there can be a lot of emotions all over the place maybe we can call that for some people you experience a lot of emotional immaturity and that kind of gets just sprayed all over the place because yeah. you decide you're going to use your platform or your audience as your like personal therapist and you know that's fine but I think what's always important and what I'm hearing for you is I asked, what's the purpose of our content is more sales. And then you use this phrase, which I really like, and I want to really hammer that home. This is about intentional content. And I don't think someone is being very strategic and intentional when they're just like, oh, I know, I, I this is something I'm just going to start talking about today because this is where I'm just like a wreck in my... And we all go through stuff, you know what I mean? It's not like well, it's, you're not supposed to go through things. That's the whole point. Right. But is that being strategic and intentional?
1: It's not. And the thing that everyone has to remember too is it's not about one single thing. So like you said, they're vulnerable and they get all these likes and then they continue doing it over and over again. We don't want to do it all over. over and That's why there's three elements is because mm-hmm. we want a nice combination of all three of these yeah, things coming good. together. So it's the same thing with how-to content. You don't want to do 100% of mm-hmm. how-to content. You don't want to do 100% of connection. You don't want to do 100% of vulnerable. It's a nice recipe that hits people on different levels, mm-hmm. all coming together. Like It's not going to be one single video. People have to enter that ecosystem. And as they sit inside that ecosystem, we're hitting them with all of these Elements that change their life, you yeah. know, and, and I'll kind of wrap up the connection No, because this. Is, of this. It's great, yeah. Being formal is only one way to build a connection. And mm-hmm. so the other thing we talk about is the deeper purpose. You have to talk about your deeper purpose. And most people mess this up as well. And so if you're a copywriter, what most people will say is things like, I help people write better copies so they can make a bigger impact. And I always say, no, that's not your purpose. That's not your why. That's the result that you bring people. Mm-hmm. When 10,000 people have that result what effect is created in the world and for me for my deeper purpose mm. is i help people write really intentional content that goes against society norms or outdated industry norms and really empowers people and that's the result i do i help people write better content and messaging so that they can have a bigger impact but my deeper purpose is i know when everyone like you guys listening has those tools you're really tearing down society norms that are outdated and causing suffering that's going to make a better world for the next generation. Mm. I'm doing what I do for the next generation. So they they know they can make money off their passion. They're not indoctrinated to going into college if they don't want to. They have so much more freedom where they don't have to live in a level of suffering that we did. That's why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. And when I tell that story or I tell that, that deeper purpose, I'm now connecting with entrepreneurs because most entrepreneurs will relate to that yeah. and, and understand that. And most people will never get that deep. But when you put that in a video, most people will look at that. And they'll go, oh, he's just doing motivational inspirational videos. It's like, no, I'm being very intentional to get deeper and deeper, like peel back the onion to really build that deep connection. Mm -hmm. And so the the connection has a bunch of different elements, but those are the two biggest ones. Yeah, that's a good one. That's
0: really great. It's like the micro level is here's how I can help you specifically to produce a result or solve a problem. But the purpose is like the macro level, like when we pull back and look at the planet, look at society, look at the collective. Here's where we're going. Here's why we're doing it. And here's the legacy that we leave behind together by doing this. Yeah.
1: It, it gives what I call, you'll hear me say it a couple of times, the head non-effect. There's multiple ways we want the head not effect where Deep, mm. When people hear it, they just start nodding their head. They don't even know. Why. Or they do what I just did. The, mm. yeah. But you can't hear that through the audio. But mm. you know, yeah, yeah. Oh. The mmm effect.
0: <laughs> we always listen for that at events and stuff. Like when we're doing like creating content stuff, and then we have people share, and you just listen for the audience in the room, like in the workshop, going,
1: oh, mmm, yeah. But again, <laughs> the test. It has. It really has nothing to do with my product or my program or what I sell, but it has everything to do with connecting with people on the subconscious level and really underst- they understand why we're doing what we do, We get that head nod effect or the, mm. and, but that's that's them connecting going. And really the result is I really like that guy. I don't really know why. Like they're not gonna be able to give a very specific example, but they go, I just love what he stands for mm-hmm. or what she stands for. And right. that's where the connection videos start to. It's almost like in. what's coming to me too. It's like, because
0: you said the connection is about this alignment of identities and beliefs. It's like, whoa, This person put into words, because you took the time with intentional content, put into words, this feeling that I've had for some time. And finally, this person said it in a way that I couldn't even say it myself, but defines me, describes me. And I really love this. And I know we're only one of these um, areas in here with connection, but it really is about intentional content. I think... What I'm always a big stickler about is I always use that quote, begin with the end in mind and and start Mm -hmm. with the offer first, right? Nothing happens till sales made, anyways. And I think in a way to be even more derogatory today is in this episode is like, people kind of just sell out. They're like, they're more just kind of focused on like, there is a lot, there's a little selling out. It's like selling their content souls to the devil in that they're just like, well, what will get me this engagement? Well, what will buzz? Like what will get traction? What will this? I really think... That what I'm hearing in this first section and piece is like, if that doesn't move it closer to the sale, if that doesn't align with where your business is going and your purpose, it's just likes and clicks for nothing.
1: Right. And I think what it is too is, you know, we both work with DX. And so one of the things he tells us is you guys have to remember, you have to remember who you are and what connection videos allow you to do is to get to the core of who you are, mm. attract those people and build a business around it. And there's so many people, I know there's people listening right now that are have been saying I just have the wrong people listening to my content. They don't seem to resonate with it. I have the wrong people like going through my funnels and it's because you have not incorporated identity. You literally build a business and an audience around who you are at the core freaking level. Yeah. And, and and what this is is it's full power. It's you being aligned with who you are and I know everyone listening or most people listening, there's things that you want to say in your content that you haven't said yet. Mm. Or you're letting the external world, you're letting the audience you have or everyone out there influence what you say because you're afraid of offending someone or you're afraid of getting called out or you're afraid of whatever. And all that's doing is getting you farther away of of being aligned in your message, Mm. remembering who you are and operating with full personal power. And that's what we do with my messaging is there's certain things that I I won't say because it's not related to what I'm doing. But if there's something that I want to stand for and notice I'm not saying stand against, but things that I want to stand for, I have absolutely no problem saying that. I am not influenced in any way by the external world of what are people going to think? Am I going to get haters? Am I going to get this? No, because it's my change and I'm going to build a business. Because of my change, I'm going to build a business because of who I am on the identity level. Like mm-hmm. I'm Brandon Lucero. I'm a parent. I'm an entrepreneur. Like I love the outdoors. I actually care for people, you know, like that's just who I am. And that comes through in the content and I get to attract people like that. And, yeah. and I'll, can I give one example of like Please. how this would translate to yeah. content? So like, we both own Caitlin Batcher. Like we were helping her with a video and and there was a, a title that she came up with a video and it was called Kids Should Be Taught the Path of Entrepreneurship. This is something she believes at the core level. Like, we need to teach our kids and bring them up with teaching them about entrepreneurship. And she has this message about her daughter and all this stuff. And Caitlin teaches people how to evergreen their programs. Like, there's nothing about kids and entrepreneurship in her program, but she's a mom. Mm -hmm. That identity came through. She's a parent and she's an entrepreneur. And that message, just by throwing the word like parents, parenthood, kids, entrepreneur, those three identities will attract parent entrepreneurs. And then Mm -hmm. they're going to support that message. And now, and that video had hundreds of thousands of views. And so now she has hundreds of thousands of eyeballs that we can pretty much almost guarantee our parents and entrepreneurs. And those are the people that she wants in her programs. And so now what she's doing is putting out content that has nothing to do with what she's selling, but everything to do about building an audience who is the same as you, who believes the Mm -hmm. same things as you. Yeah.
0: All right. So before we continue, I think you said some really powerful things that I don't want to just like glance over, you know, just how many people filter and water down vanilla eyes. I just made that up their message because they're afraid of what people will say. Yeah. I mean, there's like a lot of keyboard haters out there that I think people get like really, you know, afraid of. Right. We have to assume number one, that that's going to affect your business. Right. I mean, like when you're trying to just agree with everybody yeah, and be boring and vanilla. I mean, that was like one of the first things I learned is that the biggest sin in marketing is to be boring. Right. And if you're saying something that ever, it's not, and maybe you can talk about a little bit about that distinction is it's just like, Oh, we're just
1: going to piss people off. Like, well, what is that? So yeah, it's people, they, they don't want to be called out. They don't want to be like the person who's kind of like booted from the camp, so to speak, you know, like, mm. you know, in the, the back, tribe. Yeah. yeah. The tribe. Yeah but ironically what happens is that when you're letting everything else influence your message you're completely forgetting who you are mm. and most people are afraid that it's going to take my business down like if i get haters it's going to, i'm not going to get sales and ironically what happens is when you start to maneuver your message like that you don't generate the sales so the, the thing you're yeah. actually afraid of happening happens, happens. Because, self-fulfilling prophecy yep, yeah exactly absolutely. yeah and i just want to i want to prove that with an example
0: of my own life that i've talked about for years we almost quadrupled the business in one year. It was like three and a half X. And yeah. that was from just under 300,000 to one point something, 1.1, 1. 1, 1. 1.2 in one year. And people ask, oh, well, what'd you do? You must've had some secret strategy that you did differently, right? And I said, no, I changed from this energy of being who I was of, I need people to like me and I'm going to use my business for significance and approval and love me, like me. Right. And I, I didn't know I was doing that. Right. I didn't know that. And then I started recognizing because awareness is like everything that before I press post on something, I'd be like, are people going to like me? Are they going to like this? And I was like looking for their validation and approval in that message as a way to get significance and love. And when I finally said that Mm -hmm. and just said, here's what I know and here's what I'm here to say that
1: changed everything, (laughs) everything exploded. You're fully aligned with who you are. Yeah. And you'll see people explode really fast, and that's because they're aligned with their life's mission. And that's I went through the same exact experience when we shifted mm, to what we're doing today. Yeah. I was, I mean, I was selling like Facebook ad courses, YouTube courses. Right. I had a partnership at the time. It's like all these different things, and I just hated all of it. And then when I finally just said, "Like f that," here's what I'm going to go yeah. do. We just, yeah. we just took off. But come on, there must have been some secret strategy that you weren't.
0: You doing before
1: that now you are right yeah but Dude, we've been doing the same thing like it's it's yeah it's, it's the exact same thing you just have to be fully aligned with who you are and here's the thing is like most people are afraid of like getting haters or getting called out or st- stuff like that i can tell you right now getting called out will not take down your business yeah and there's no one out there that can your response to it like if you go into fear and then react to it could right. take down your business it could yeah if you let it affect exactly. you exactly. if but, you let it take you down but i mean that we can find all these examples you can find people like grant cardone or even tony robbins that have mm-hmm. like done something in the past where someone didn't like it and they got called out they're still around still growing they're still they're still yeah. growing because there's always going to be that audience absolutely and, and on the flip side of that you don't want your content to be calling out other people as well. And this might be a little controversial, but here's my take on it is, is if you're trying to build a business by standing on other people, you're at a complete loss of personal power in your own message. Because again, you're letting the external world influence your message, which is not what we should be doing. We should be standing up for what we want because that's, who we are at the core of our level. But if I start looking around and going, I don't like what this person's doing. I don't like what this person's doing. This conflicts with my beliefs and I don't like this and blah, blah, blah. And this is a problem. All you're doing is saying, here's what's the external, it's going on in the external world. I don't like it. So I am now going to move my message to those things. And that's not who you are at the core level. So when you give your power to those things or those other messages
0: or those other influencers, they now have power over you because you are now creating your business as a reaction to what they're doing in the world. Yep. And people don't see that. It's like, if they do this today, you do that. Wow. They just have you on a string.
1: Well, exactly. And I guess this is probably getting a little bit off topic, but that kind of goes into like the whole cancel culture thing that's going on. Mm -hmm. I look around and it's like, we're going to cancel blah, blah, blah. And I have never seen anyone successfully cancel anyone online. Like it just, it just, I haven't seen it. Yeah. And I think it creates like a polarization. I just always
0: see that law of polarity where it's like, yeah, there might be more that don't like you. Right, But then it creates the, it's the energy. It's the balancing of the energy that it's like, it's law. Like you just see it. I think it's something we've always heard. Mr. Miyagi said it, you know, it's one foot in. It says, what is I can't remember. You stand on the sidewalk, no problem. You stand in the street, no problem. But one foot in, one foot out, that's you get squashed, right? And so when you're trying to be the vanilla, when you're trying to play the middle, that's the dangerous. But once you like as you say, take a stand for something, you're going to have people that may speak out, no, we got to take Brandon down or something. But it's the natural law that it creates that polarity. The energies have to balance out. People don't understand this. This is why we talk about all these weird things. But there are other forces at play, folks, than just you operating in the 3D, doing I did 10 things on my to-do list. And there are other forces at play, like even your message itself, and maybe we can get into this too, carries with it its own unique energetic signature, whereas you could copy what someone else has said, but you don't have that as a knowing for you, and it falls flat. Yep. Right? So you see those energies balancing out you'll see that if if there's people that you know want to hate you because you stand for something different than them that it creates that balance of the love of the the like you know standing with you right yeah and that's part of it i
1: mean that's huge and when when you can finally do that you lose this whole pain point that you've had of like, I just have the wrong people in my audience. It attracts more of the people who even connect with you on a more right. deeper, deeper level. Like those, those like subconscious yeah. deep levels. Like even when
0: we talk about something like law of attraction, law of attraction is, you know, one of the most powerful fundamental laws of the universe. And it's all about magnetism. I believe the message is our magnet. And so you have to, it's like, people are trying to change the external. I don't like my audience or da, 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 da. It's like, so what's the magnet that you are using to magnetize your people? And that always comes back to what's from within you. Yep. You know, so before we continue, I know we've only talked about one pillar. You said something very powerful that I know people didn't probably hear it as powerful. Remember who you are. Yeah. Can we speak more about this? Because I think we have a powerful conversation because I know Don Javier talks to me about this a lot. And this is maybe sounds very simple, but yeah. it's it's very deep and very profound.
1: Yeah. Well, remembering who you are, I think is just you're not letting survey results dictate your content, right? So like people will mm. we hear that all the time. Survey your audience, survey your audience, survey your audience. And that's a complete disregard for remembering who you are because you go and it's like to everyone tell me what to do tell me what to say tell me what you want to hear and we do want to do that to some level only after we understand what our message is and then we survey yeah. and we go okay what came back from the survey results that falls underneath my message and represents who i am then i will do that so remembering who you aren't me just is shutting the external world off turning that external world off the current audience that whatever all the thoughts you shut off the thinking mind and to start remembering who you are, we I personally sit in silence. All of our students, I have them sit in silence. We have exercises to help them do this. And what that is, is it shuts off the thinking mind. It shuts off who the world has told you to be. It is shuts off what the world has told you to say. Yeah. And then you will get the most profound answers in the silence. And we all have examples of this. When you're journaling and you're just writing and you're writing, you're so into your writing that all these ideas hit and you almost can't write it fast enough. That's a result of you sitting in the silence. When you're in the shower and the mind is just warm and you're relaxing and then you get the best ideas in the shower, mm-hmm. that's because the thinking mind is off. You're sitting in yeah. the silence. And I don't mean like going in a quiet room. I mean, turning off the mind. Yeah. And then the next step after that is you need the personal power to take action on the things that you get. Otherwise, what was the point? Mm-hmm. Because again, if you get the message and you know what it is that you want to say and what your business is about, and then you don't act on it again you're, you're just regarding who you are mm-hmm. as a as not even just a person but at a soul level because right. as a person we've been indoctrinated into exactly who we are in some levels through experiences through authorities yes. through all of that stuff but thinking mind allows us to know who we are on the soul level and we need that to come through in your content and i guarantee you right now the biggest people that you follow do that yeah and i th- the first person that pops into my mind is lewis house like you look at lewis I mean, you know, Louis story, obviously, and mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of listeners do, but he was teaching LinkedIn. He was doing tutorials and teaching and education and all the stuff that are still taught today. And then he switched and was like, I'm going to do this podcast. And you guys, you, you're friends with him. And I remember you telling me the day he, or the time he figured out, yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to do this podcast. Yeah. And he said something to you along the lines of, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't really know how I'm going to do it or what it is, but I just know I need to do it. Mm -hmm. And he went and did it. And he has one of the biggest podcasts in the world, but that was a result of him sitting in the silence and remembering who he was and what his purpose was, and then having the personal power to execute on it. Mm -hmm. And I'm almost guaranteeing that if you have problems with content right now and messaging, you have not done that. Right, Um, Or you have gotten the answer and then you silenced it. Or filtered it or watered it down.
0: Yeah, I think a good like kind of check-in question litmus test for everyone listening is, are you listening more to what's coming through in the silence or on social media? And I think that's what a lot of people are doing. They're intaking all this on social media, which is everyone else's noise and opinions and complaints. And here's why I'm upset and offended. And then just regurgitating that, which is just more of the same. So we don't need more of the same. We need your unique perspective and message unfiltered from the
1: heart, from your heart, or why are you doing it? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I already know that a lot, there might be people sitting there going like, I don't want to be polarizing or offend people with my beliefs and stuff like that. And I get that, but you have to understand even that fear that you have has been indoctrinated into is if I go against the grain, I'm going to be offensive. And there's ways, and this is the, the other part of what we teach is. Now that you know the message, how do you actually communicate it? So we get that head nod effect mm-hmm. so that it, and you, there's different levels of, of being polarizing. I personally like being really polarizing with my stuff, but I'll, I'll give you an example. I could create a piece of content that says, how to content is the worst type of content to grow an audience fast. We would consider that pretty polarizing because that goes directly against the belief. right? Content's king, bro. Content, Contact, <laughs> contact team, add value. Well... I could phrase it as, is how-to content really the best kind of content? I can phrase it as a question, yeah. way less polarizing, but now it drives more of the curiosity. The mm. message is the same, yeah. but the communication style is different. And I'll give one and more- And we ex- all have our own communication. Yeah. yeah. And you I- and I are both very on that I'll contrarian give you, side. I'll yeah. give you one more example. If my message, you know my son, Will, he's seven, and sometimes he doesn't like to clean his room, but let's just say I had a message of- I want will's room to be clean like that's my message that's who i am at the core level like i want will's room to be clean Mm -hmm. i could communicate that to him and say will go clean up your room now or i could say hey will superman cleaned his room in five minutes, can you beat Superman? Mm-hmm. I'm way more likely for the message to resonate with that communication style mm. than the other one. So there's people I think are under this assumption that because I'm taking a stand or I'm saying something that it's going to be polarizing, I'm going to offend people. It's like, no, no, no. There's there's language patterns. There's ways you can communicate stuff so that it still gets the message across, but it's resonating in the way that you want it to resonate. Yeah. And most people skip that. And again when you communicate the right way you start to get those mm-hmm or the head nod right, effects right because it's really what it is is you're it's you're communicating in a way that humans process information you're communicating on a subconscious level and this is why ted talks and the way simon Sinek teaches you know they do educational content great lessons but it's never in a step by step by step by step because they communicate in the way the greatest speakers communicate in the way the humans process information, the subconscious yeah, mind. And, that's when, so good. and so we need to, there's two pieces that we need to understand that the message is, and then how do we communicate it? So it lands on those deep levels. That's so good. Before we move on something that was coming up to me too, that I really want to hit home as we
0: still talk about this, remember who you are, but is because I chew on that a lot. What Don Javier said to me recently, it's, it's basically, it's who you were hmm. before you adopted all the structures that your parents, your environment, your teachers, your caregivers began to teach you from that young young age. Right. And we carry all that. This is bad. Don't do this. More of this. You're supposed to be like this. Those people are good. Those are bad. Da, 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 yeah. da, 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 da. And we just adopt those at such a young age that we don't know what's ours, right? And what was somebody else's. And then it's like it gets amplified on social media too because you're, you're now dealing with everyone that wants the approval and significance and the good attention, but not the bad attention. They're all dealing with their structures that have they've yeah. may not even be theirs. And wow, for you to be that person that has that courage to discover what really is yours and what isn't, yeah. to strip away what isn't true to you. Right. what was sprung on you, just decided at a young age, this is who I am, or this is what the, what the world is. I mean, I am so blessed that my nature is a very stubborn questioning type person right. because I look at, and so grateful for this, and it's not to shame, anything bad about our parents, it's, it's part of, I think it's part of what makes our uniqueness and the potential that gets created from that. But I look at the kind of the things that my dad would tell me, this is like, he would say things all the time, like life is tough and then you die. You know, and I was the type of person that when you hear that you adopt, okay, wow, that real world out there is scary. So I don't want to go out there. But then you get a little older and you kind of go through that like rebellious phase and you're like, if that, I want to prove my dad wrong. (laughs) You know, that's the kind of, but what if you didn't like, what if you just adopted that, you know, money doesn't grow on trees, boom. Okay. Life is tough, scarce. You have to work hard and sacrifice everything. If you ever want to make anything of yourself, you know, and we just decide these one day and never question them. Right. And then when your message gets filtered through that it's not even your message no
1: and that's what i'm saying is i know most people's messages is dictated by the external world exactly you know what's good what's bad what are people gonna like not like blah 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 blah. and that's why the silence is so key it's the only thing that don tells us is all mm-hmm. the time the only way to really start to remember is to sit in the silence like yeah. still the mind yeah and then you need the personal power to act on it when it finally hits comes through yeah absolutely and it's yeah. always there waiting for you to listen, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that, that's yeah. When, that's the way I look at it is like the message and who you are, it's already there. What the silence does, it, people will call it a download. I don't, I guess download is one way to describe it, but the way I see it is the silence moves your awareness to the level to hit those things that are already sitting there. Like yeah. who you're, it's already there. You don't need a download Like it's not going to be gifted to you. You need to take the responsibility to move your awareness to the levels that those things are, are hidden at. Yeah.
0: It's like, if you're listening to this podcast, but you've also got like music on in the background, you're going to have to turn the music down to hear what we have to say. And until you turn that down, that noise down, you're not going to hear what's already there. for Mm -hmm. you. I think too, it's just like, that is going to be at the closest of the core of what is who you are and what is true for you. And it is scary to trust that at first. You know what I mean? Like it's not found in your head and everything in your ego or tonal is going to say,
1: people will not agree. This is dangerous. This is risky. Who do you think you are? And I can tell you what will happen. If you have an audience already and you start to do this, Mm -hmm. what most people do is they'll start posting these things. Like, oh my God, I feel so great about my message. Like when we work with people, they're like, "I feel I never felt so clear about my message. This is going to be such powerful content. They release it. And they don't get the likes or the external validation that they wanted. And they go, oh my gosh, it's not working. But what's happening is the audience you had already built wasn't based off of these things. So there's going to be a little right. bit of a shedding. There's going to be a little bit of a shedding of these people that were never buying from you, but like this like That's fake so message. That's so important had. that you see that because that, that
0: has to happen. Like, yeah. you know, that in one note, you're complaining about your audience isn't the type of audience you wanted to attract. So then you shift. Yeah. And it's like, they're not liking my stuff. It's like, yeah, because that's the wrong audience. But the new one's coming. And that's we've talked about that with the letting go. It's like so
1: many people are focused on the door closing versus the door that's starting to open and what's funny is but you'll you'll make higher conversions with the audience that does resonate so you'll see like follower count go down but you'll see sales revenue start to go up right which is really interesting
0: absolutely quality
1: over quantity so hey man this is so great so we've talked about connection what are the other two areas that we need to focus on so we have what i call thought reversals and this is really about shifting perspective Mm -hmm. and then we have how to and educational so we still need that stuff we just don't want it to be a hundred percent you know here's here's what happens with a lot of how to and education is that People will teach their zone of genius and they'll do it hundred with 100% of their content. Two problems with that. Number one, it's only going to get worse. Like we were talking about before this, there's Clubhouse and there's TikTok and there's all these platforms and there's more and more experts coming Everyone, up. Everyone's a content creator. It's 2021, yep. everyone's a content creator. It's only going to get worse. So what I tell people is that COVID was a great thing because it opened up so much awareness to the online world and mm-hmm. a lot more customers coming There's a lot more competitors coming as well. Mm -hmm. And your niche is only going to grow so fast. 10 years ago, when you're the only person who was an expert online and you were teaching, 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 it was great because you're the only one. Right. But then when one competitor comes in, well, great, then niche just split in half. But there's another variable too that makes that more susceptible is the
0: technology, the barrier of entry gets yeah. easier, gets lower. So, you know, I think that's what I saw with social, doing this before there was a social media. I mean, yeah. 2007, I don't believe, twi- I think Twitter came out in 2008 or 2009. Obviously, Instagram wasn't down yet. And seeing the technical like wizardry that you needed to have to like, oh, I've got a website, like I'm on the internet. That was like a big ass deal. Yeah. And then social media, easier tech, lower barrier of entry, even just the competition of software companies driving down prices, there is no barrier of entry. And right. that that's really interesting how what I would call sideline entrepreneurs think is like, oh, things are cheaper and easier. Now I can jump in. Right. Well, yeah, you should. Absolutely. But now is the time right now, not sometime in the future where things get easier because everything that makes them easier brings in a new threat. Right. A new challenge, which is, well, now you're going to have more noise, more competition. So that is really good for us to talk about. What do we do with this? If that is the landscape and that's the trajectory it's going, like, how do we continue to differentiate?
1: Yeah. Okay. Great question. So just to wrap up my thought on, sure. that, on that, and then we'll move into that. I call it the content circle of death. And they just get stuck in this content circle where just it's it's just all how-to, how-to, step-by-step. Yeah. And you just sound like every other expert out there because you're not the only yeah. person who's your zone of genius. It is that how-to content is a commodity. I mean, anybody yeah, can it is. just regurgitate what you said. But when we look at Simon Sinek and TED Talks, they give great education. Even Gary Vaynerchuk, great educational videos that do teach and give lessons. Hardly ever will you see them ever do it in a step-by-step format. It's always about getting someone to see something differently. Mm. You know, there's so what we tell people is there's different ways to do your how-to educational. Still do the tutorials because they are value-adding that's not where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. We still want all of that. The other problem that I see is people, they teach from knowledge, not knowing. And this is one of the oh, ways, yeah. this is one of the ways to solve the problem. And so I always give the example, like riding a bike, you can have two people, one person that has been riding a bike and like knows mountain biking, and they just know how to ride a bike really well through experience. And then there's a person who's gotten like 10 degrees and taken 20 courses on how to ride a bike and there's a lot of people and experts right now that are teaching from the knowledge they're the person who got the degree and took all the courses and is regurgitating information and that's mm-hmm. all they can do and there's nothing wrong with that but you have to if you're doing that you have to understand the person who has the knowing will be able to teach communicate and create way more better and effective content yeah. than you because they come from the knowing
0: yeah i think there's an external and internal knowing right so it's like just to stay with the bike metaphor, the person that has, knows how to ride a bike because they've ridden the bike is going to be really a lot more effective at teaching how to ride the bike. And the person that knows how to ride the bike, but just it's a silly example, but we're staying with bike metaphors, but had a fear of falling and crashing and also overcame that fear of falling and crashing on the bike is going to be so much more equipped to also teach that. And I look at my journey and I really push this on my students to remember this, is that when you're going through all that internal stuff, like I'm afraid of launch, I'm afraid of rejection, I'm afraid of selling, and you overcome that. And I go, now this is knowing that you were afraid to sell, you're afraid of rejection, now you're selling, now you're doing it, that fear isn't there. Think about how much more powerful you're going to be as a coach, as a mentor, as an authority, as a teacher, to be able to pass that on to somebody else. Yeah. Whether it's a fear of this or a fear of that, it's that same universal concerns of am I good enough? Loved, rejected from the tribe? All that. Well, type take of stuff. that
1: a, another step further. I think what you're talking about is is your course and your program, your offer, will be a much stronger and give better transformations because of that knowing. Yeah. But what most people don't recognize is you also become a better communicator and marketer because of that knowing. Because, like you said, totally. you know what the fears are. You know the exact thoughts that are in their head, right. which means your communication, your copy is going to be ten levels higher. yeah. And so what I always tell people is, and this goes to the avatar discussion we were talking about last night is when most people create avatars, they're taught to just make it up in your head. It's Julie. Oh yeah. Very, Let's talk about this. This'll 30. get a little juicy and controversial. You and
0: I both think it's kind of ridiculous To do the whole avatar thing. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. In the way that it's taught, like the industry has been taught to do it. So this this is what happens. People say like, okay, imagine who they are. What's their name? What is their lifestyle? Hair color. What's their hair color? Like how many kids do they have? Are they a Mac user or PC? Yeah. All of this stuff. What city? And And I will say that I think that does help you in the right direction. Like it could, instead of, it could help you laser in a little bit. But the problem is, is that that's an illusion. That's a fake person. Mm-hmm. It, that's literally a person that does not exist. So when you go to write copy and you're imagining Julie, who's 30 years old, that you made up in your head, how on earth are you supposed to know her concerns, her thoughts, her fears? How are you supposed to know the specific things that she's doing that are causing the problem? How are you supposed to know what her problems are? And you go, well, I just imagine it. And it's like, that's the problem. You're just making things up and mm-hmm. it's not connecting with anyone. Yeah. However, what I always tell people is most of us, hopefully, are teaching and doing something that we have gone through ourselves. We have the knowing of it right so you are the avatar and there's those universal shared experiences yeah Yeah.
0: or your older version of yourself is your avatar right like who you are today as you're becoming maybe a new you but that person that went through that thing
1: right and that's what i'm saying is is the avatar is the the version of you five years ago right because now you know the exact fears the specific things they're doing your communication style is on a much deeper level and there are people listening who are like well i do what i do very well like like for example like a therapist like they know how to help people with different issues that they may not have gone through themselves so what i tell them is just go to the best person that you love working with and just really listen to what they're saying but i will say most of us have gone through some transformation ourselves and that's the avatar that's who you're speaking to
0: and i do feel like there's a lot of that stuff that is just it's just our opinions and perspectives if something's working for you then it's working for you. And I think that's always important. It's like, if that works for you, great. If you've been really struggling with that and you're great, now you feel our pain.
1: Yeah. I'll say that the, the conversation we're having today is really for the person who's been putting out a ton of content and can't get anyone Something's to come missing, in. Because yeah. if, if you're doing really well, like you're able to build a really good audience and strong audience, you feel good about your message and you're making sales. I don't want you like maybe adapt some of the things that we're saying to improve on what you're doing. But if you're the type of person who's what I call an unheard entrepreneur, you're consistent doing a lot of how-to educational content, you're doing everything everyone tells you and you don't have any audience growth or if you have some audience growth, you're not converting them into sales, mm-hmm. pay attention to what we're talking about today.
0: Absolutely. I just, doing this a long time, really long time, like there's nothing relevant for me in my message creation to know that my avatar has brown hair. Right. Or two kids instead of three. like Those things never have any relevance to me. They may if you are a hairstylist or something. I don't know. But so many of those things become so superfluous. And I look at the first online business that we really built and took to, to seven figures around the video world. YouTube and video marketing. And if you saw the different groups that came in you'd be blown away. And there was no issue with that. There was no oh, market confusion or anything like that. It was not at all. When I was teaching my YouTube course, I had actors. I had young kids that wanted to become famous on YouTube. I had local brick and mortar business owners like real estate agents and, and doctors and attorneys. And then I had authorities, digital product creators, et, right. et cetera, et cetera. And they all loved it equally because we're talking about one specific thing in a very specific way with a very specific transit. I'm going to help you get YouTube videos ranked at the top of YouTube. And if that's what you want to do, whether it's an online business, whether it's your local brick and mortar and people are looking for their local chiropractor, or you just want to become famous on YouTube and you see that by getting your videos at the top, that's going to help you get more views and subscribers. Then I'm going to show you how we do it. Right. And, you know, in my role, I was like, I'll take them all, you know, and there
1: might've been more of an emphasis on the thinking values, identity of entrepreneurs and business owners. Well, I think in in that case, most people would be taught to do an avatar in a certain niche, but you still had an avatar. Your avatar was the person who wanted to grow a YouTube channel. Right. But it wasn't someone that's saying you have to
0: have brown hair and be between the ages of 35 and 36 or something like that. You know what I mean? And I just think some of those things, if they give you some sense of like, oh, it makes it easier to write copy or whatever, that's great. But I've never done that. Yeah. really haven't if anything like especially because we bring attract a lot of people that are much more eager to learn more about spirituality and the type of stuff that you and i share that we've learned from the dawn i'm just kind of tuning to their energy too it's like what's yeah. kind of the energy i feel of the ideal person and i just kind of let that guide it yeah you know what i mean let me ask you this sidetrack question hiring copywriters yes mm-hmm. or no
1: i think it depends on the level that you're at so like At my level right now, there's so many things that need so many copies, especially when we go into a launch. I mean, we're running like 20 or 30 different versions of ads. And like, I just physically can't write that much copy. Right. So yes, when you're starting out, I think it's really important for you to write your own copy. I agree with that so much because
0: if you're listening to what Brandon's saying in this episode and in our previous episode together, this is everything. The copy, the communication, the messaging, the content is everything. It is what will separate you from most people that end up giving up. And people say, well, I don't wanna do that part. I I just throw that in the corner and like let someone else handle that. Yeah. And that's so dangerous. Like if you're not learning this. Right. And your business, this type of business needs this, you're basically saying, I'm gonna run a content-based, messaging-based business, but my business isn't gonna learn it. Yeah. So now you're just at the whim at whoever you
1: decide to hire. And if they quit, raise their prices or do a bad job, you're well, this goes back to what I was saying, messaging ecosystem, no matter where they're at, whether it's a Facebook ad, a piece of content, Mm -hmm. an email, it needs the same consistency. And I think a lot of problems that people have is they have someone else responsible for content, doing their content. They have someone else responsible for writing copy, someone else creating ads, someone else writing emails, someone else helping them with the webinar, someone else writing the sales page. And before you know it, you have six different people who have never communicated what the message is going to be, and you have what I would call a disjointed funnel. Mm-hmm. There's no consistency, and then you you use lure marketing where it's like, okay, someone's on my video. I'm going to create something really juicy to get them to like pay attention to this ad. Then I'm going to try to like lure them to the webinar with something even more juicy, and then okay, great, now they're on the webinar. I'm trying to lure them into my product. People should want, and the way we structure content, people should want what you sell before they even see an ad for anything that you do. Right. And again, like those three things help create that. So just kind of recap, like connection, connection will build that rapport, like that deep, like I really love this person, what they stand for. Mm -hmm. Educational content, if done correctly, should help not only create demand for your product. There's some, I'll I'll talk about this in a second, but it should really give you that authority, but also demand for your offer. Yeah. And then there's a third piece, which we'll talk about thought reversals, which allows you to be that thought leader because you're communicating certain things in ways people haven't heard before. Mm -hmm. So one of the things, the last, I'll kind of wrap up the how-to stuff. The way you can create demand with your how-to content is you need to understand what your offer is and what is unique about you. So I always say you need a unique solution. And for us, it's like our Video 4X methodology. For other, you know, you just have your unique thing. Anytime I do an educational piece of content, it will stem from that method. So -hmm. when I go to teach, I go, okay, guys, today we're going to talk about X, Y, and Z. This is part two or pillar two of the Video 4X effect blah, 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 or methodology that allows you to go from unheard entrepreneur to new generation entrepreneur. And what happens in that moment is that I did two things. I gave two different identities, unheard entrepreneur, new generation, which is happening in my messaging all the time. Mm -hmm. And I want all my audience to associate as the unheard entrepreneur. Then I mentioned the method. The method is what brings them from unheard to new gen, Mm -hmm. which is where they want to be. So I'm creating a demand gap, but I'm also hinting and showing that our method is the solution. And all of my content will stem directly from the method. So every single piece of educational content that we do is directly related to our method. Well, my offer is the course on how you use the method. Mm. So when you combine content as a thought leadership, connection, education gives you authority, and then you show them that your method is the solution, you start to create everything you need in sales. You know, everyone always says, no, like and trust those three pieces of content give you the know like and trust but also position your offer as the solution so people should want well, like we get dms all the time like when is the video 4x mm-hmm. opening up like when is right. this opening up like you talk about it all the time blah 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 and it doesn't come off as salesy I am who I am. I'm saying and teaching what I want to do. Because it's also being
0: of value as you do it. Yeah. You know, so what Brandon just shared, and if you're smart, you'll go rewind and listen to that because he just gave what I believe are what the million dollar business owners are doing with their content strategy versus what I think we've been taught and what I think most people are doing, which don't work no more, which is I know 30 things. I'm going to talk about seven of those things here for free. And then if you like those seven things, I have 23 more things you can buy. Yeah. And you liked those seven things, right? Those were good, right? You liked that. I gave you for free, Well, we'll buy it. And then people don't buy. Oh, okay. Okay, fine. I'll give you 10 things for free. Here's 10 things I can help you with. Okay. Now will you buy? Okay, crap. All right, and all of a sudden it's up to like twenty. Yeah, I'm like I don't get it. I've given them everything. I've given so much value, so many things, and I've got three things left that I can save
1: in the vault for the paid stuff. Yeah. Anybody? Anybody? That's why I like I just shed a tear every time I hear someone give the advice of give away your best stuff, and that will show them. The value of the paid because i'm like wow if i get all those in the free stuff then the paid must be amazing yeah. and it's like yeah it doesn't always if that worked then there should be a, a million million dollar businesses right because that's what everyone's doing absolutely and it doesn't it doesn't work yeah and c- can we go into thought reversal real quick because that's the final element so thought reversals is where i like to have a lot of fun this is where we shift pers- we shift perspective so we get someone to see something differently so we start to identify beliefs that are causing suffering and that's really like what I love the most is we get to end suffering with these. Mm. Dr. Shannon Urban, I think, said it best is she said there's gas pedal and brake things. Gas pedal things can propel people forward. Like that's what how-to and education, educational content d- can do. But if they have their foot on the brake the exact same time, doesn't do them any good. Yeah. And I believe worse, yeah. we can add the most amount of value by creating content that takes people's feet off the brake right. when they didn't even realize their foot was on the brake. Yes. And that's exactly what thought reversals do. So we start to look in our industry like what are the industry norms and society norms that are causing suffering that are keeping our audience stuck? And then what are their limiting beliefs? And let's create content mm-hmm. around that. And we did those in, in this podcast episode already. Like oh, I, yeah. I said, vulnerability doesn't build connection. That is a belief that a lot of people have and they do, and they suffer because they're not really getting the connection or the traction they want. And so even- While well, trying to be vulnerable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then and, and another one was how-to content is not how to build an audience fast. And I kind of explained it and debunked it and and- I got you to see something differently, right? Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's what thought reversals do and we need that type of content. That's into my, my in my opinion, that's the most powerful type of content. It's an art. It is. And if you guys look back on this podcast episode, look at all the elements I'm telling you to do, we did them in this episode. Mm-hmm. I was vulnerable, I talked about my a story of being 40,000 dollars in debt. I talked about some of my values of, and identities of being a father and an entrepreneur. And actually I said, I actually care for people. I talked about how I love ending suffering for people. I gave steps and had some education. So I did every element. I shifted perspective. I connected based off of who I was and I taught. And I even, even dropped my unique solution in here. I dropped the identities of the unheard entrepreneur and the new generation entrepreneur. And he doesn't have any notes with him.
0: Nope. Not none whatsoever. He's not reading from a script. And that's what's so beautiful is like when you practice
1: this and, and get it down, it becomes second nature. It becomes it so is. natural. Cause if you go listen to my podcast or see some of my ads, or my content, you look in the copy, you'll see unheard entrepreneur. You'll see all the same things I'm saying now, you'll see everywhere in a brand. Mm-hmm. That's the messaging ecosystem. No matter where someone experiences me. There's consistency. And yes, there's going to be evolution to that because messaging is a living, breathing thing, but it's a slow evolution where we kind of introduce new things and different stuff. But I would say 80%, our message is always going to be the same. Yeah. This is so good. You know, I think it's an opportunity for everybody as you kind of check in
0: with what Brandon has just said. Are you doing that in your own business? Is it, I just have to keep going back to, I love that you use this intentional content Yeah, and it's for what intention, what purpose, and it is to bring people closer to your world. And at the core of that world, in my philosophy, in my 15 years of doing this, it's, when you have a paying customer that you get to work with in some capacity, whether it's one on one or a group setting or going through your programs, like that's the end, that's the focus because that's where the magic happens. That's where all of it works. But as we have more, everyone's a content creator. As we have more and more people entering the space, we have more and more noise. This isn't something that you can just kind of get to try on as like, Oh, that's kind of cool. It's like, this is becoming what is absolutely a base requirement for success.
1: Yeah. And I will tell you, it's it's actually been around for a really long time. Like, yes, I, I believe I'm the first person in the online space. Yeah, but you could get away with not doing it. You know what I mean? Like back you, in my you day, can. you could just say like, here's how to make a
0: YouTube video. Wow. I right. mean, how many videos are there on how to make a YouTube video today? Yep. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, what I'm saying is, is a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about, it's been around for a really long time, but no one has really brought it to the public, at least to my knowledge. And what I mean by this is, is if you go look at any best selling book, the way we teach content, the way we teach communication, is exactly what they're doing. Like I, I watch Simon Sinek and I look at how he writes, and I read his book, and I'm like, "Whoa, he's doing like counterexample. Like he's doing mm-hmm. these these patterns that we talk about. He's teaching in the way that I told people to do it. And then you look at every best selling book, they all do that. And that's why people like read the book and they get that head nod effect of like, "Wow, that was so good." Mm-hmm. But as far as I can tell. I'm the first person to kind of take these concepts and give them to like the course creator, the online space in the form of content because content hasn't really in the way it is now it has not really existed except for the last five years. And so you've had all these like superstars and best-selling thought leaders, best-selling authors using a lot of this stuff in their books and different, but hardly anyone's using it in like upfront online content, whether it be podcast, videos, stuff like that. And, and it, we do get into you know the, a lot of the psychology of this stuff too, which has been around for a really long time, but. When it's been working in different fronts for so long, why are we not using it in this new front of content? It's yeah. just most people won't. Most yeah. people don't.
0: They just don't know how. Right. And so then you run that risk of being that person that created a hundred or two hundred podcast episodes or a hundred videos and it's still a ghost town.
1: Yeah. I mean, I love Gary Vaynerchuk, but he also gives the advice of like, you just gotta keep going. And I'm just kinda like, well, yes, but also you just can't keep communicating the same way or doing the same thing over like. Doing 200 sh**y podcasts isn't going to change if you make it 400 sh**y podcasts. Here's the thing with Gary Vaynerchuk
0: is you hear things like success is a crappy teacher. When you are naturally good at something, and I've had to have people help me with this, as you will as well. It's, not, it's just it's all of us, okay? We have things that come naturally to us. We have things that come easier to us. Things that are much more on a Maslow's, you know, it's an unconscious competence. Like you just do it just like you're saying someone who writes a book and they just, man, they nail it, right? Right. And they may not recognize consciously what it is that they're doing like there's all these stories and stuff of like tennis pros when they uh, there was some like andre agassi thing where they asked him to like can you break down your serve and he wrote down like how he does the serve and then they watched a slow motion replay and what he said he was doing versus what his body did didn't match up well right like he wasn't aware because it was so unconscious like so in the body so ingrained and what if you have someone like Gary Vee, because we've done demonstrations in some of those videos and, and like, so look at how he's using counterexample here and look at how he discredits this here and da, 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 da. Yeah. Chances are he has no idea he's doing it. Right, Like he's not sitting there going, oh yeah, I start with this pattern and then I shift to this belief and then I change that identity here and I, I end with this. He probably has no idea. It's just kind of like however he adopted it or learned from it at some level and just yeah. does it. So when he doesn't recognize it, this is an assumption. I haven't talked to him about this. <laughs> I'm just assuming things. It's just my theory that he doesn't recognize that he is doing that. So it's just like, just keep going. Right. Because he just keeps going. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, he's not seeing the genius of of what maybe he's doing in with this pattern or whatever. But that's
1: been the whole problem with the space is that people right. have been doing things like... People have built businesses doing all how-to content. But again, they're not recognizing that all the invisible deep layers that, yes. that help them. Like, yes. oh, yeah, cool, you did that how-to video, but you also revealed that you're a parent and look at your audience, they're all right. parents. Or you, know? or you did something that disrupted in a way like what everyone
0: else was saying that allowed for you to stand out. It's like what people have been always saying is like, someone has that X factor. And it's like, yeah. we all have an X factor, you dummy. We're like, we're all, we are all unique, <laughs> but are you tapping into that X factor yeah. or are you hiding
1: it? Right. And are you bringing it out? Are you amplifying it, right? Or are you hiding it? Yeah. No. I. I yeah. I agree a hundred percent. And and that's why I love talking about this stuff. This is we allow people to go and finally reveal those deeper layers that most can't see. Mm-hmm. I will say this though. I, I believe everything you're saying about Gary, and he has some advice that's really good and really whatever. But but I mean, we all do. I guess the thing about him though is he's the perfect example of what I'm talking about. Though. Yeah. He is the person who's you never find him do tutorials. He is. Not letting the external world dictate his message at all, like 0%. If you do, he'll call you a dick, you know, like (laughs) like he just, he just does whatever he wants to do. But when you look at the elements of what we talked about today, you will see that everywhere with Gary, you'll Mm -hmm. see connection, you'll see a shifting of perspective. You will see some educate. He's doing all of those things we're talking about and he's grown the fastest out of anyone Mm -hmm. and anyone ever will. And that, again, that's why I love doing what we do because we can see all those things and I can deconstruct a lot of that stuff. And like what you're talking about is I started to realize was, I was really good with writing and communication and shifting of perspective. And I had to go back and we had to look at like, what am I doing and create frameworks around all of that stuff? Right. Because it was such a natural talent for me.
0: But see, that's the difference is someone might be going, well, what am I doing? Oh, I just keep doing it. I just keep right. showing up. I just keep getting, you know, all these like, just these broad, unhelpful, terms that don't really you just keep doing just keep showing up just keep creating and you're sitting there going okay but what specifically am i doing that's making the difference and to deconstruct that and then put that together in something that someone else can replicate and do is huge
1: yeah that's a big difference and most people won't most people won't do that but again that that all stems from the knowing as well you know like teaching from the knowing and and all that
0: yeah what did you specifically do that's why success is a crappy teacher we learn from our failures but are you taking the time to say wow something about that worked what exactly was it? Was it because I just kept showing up yep. or it was because I was doing something in the way I showed up? Right. That's huge for us to look at that. Okay. This has been amazing. Let's could take this conversation deeper or this education on intentional content deeper and content that's going to actually generate sales. Mm-hmm. What should our listeners be learning from next from you? What's the next step? Where do we go from here?
1: Well, we have our video series coming out. Yeah. I believe it drops March 1st. And so if you love what we're talking about here, I want you to register for that video series for two reasons. Number one, we're going to go deeper with the things we talked about today. I'm going to give you more examples. I'm going to talk about communication style, which we didn't get a chance to talk about today. Like, How do you say something and then what do you do after you teach something so that it resonates on the subconscious level? Like, How do we get that head nod effect? We'll Mm -hmm. talk about that. But I want you to pay attention to the way that I'm even communicating in that video series. I guarantee you will see the elements of what we talked about today. And even though you're aware of these elements, you will watch that series, no matter how hard you try, it will give you a certain type of feeling of like, oh my God, I never saw things that way. Oh my God, I really need that. Or you just watch and pay attention to how you're feeling. And even though you're aware of what's going on, you will watch your mind just start to have that head nod effect. Mm-hmm. And that will be the power of all of this together. So and yeah. that's all replicatable. That's something that of course, yeah. our everyone here can do. Yeah. We had I I know there's a student, Lori, who, who's a student of both of ours, and she right? just posted in our Facebook group this morning. And she's like, I just did my first video series and she's like, I was communicating. Na- I was talking the way Brandon talks naturally. Like this stuff is sticking. And I had the best launch, the best mm-hmm. communication. Look at the comments. People were saying things like, I love. How you're in my head. I've never found someone online that I've connected with more. Mm. I want to, I like, what are you selling? I want. And these are all the comments that we start to experience. And the video series will teach you exactly what those elements are and how do you start doing that yourself. Yeah, absolutely. That's so exciting.
0: So that's a free training that's starting uh, marked first.
1: Yeah. So it starts March 1st. I don't know when this podcast is coming out. If it's not March 1st yet, still register. And -hmm. then when you do that, make sure you join the Facebook group because we're going to be doing things leading up to that. So we have some free training to kind of prepare you and some lives and we're gonna make it fun. Like we'll have contests and prizes and stuff like that through the video series. We're gonna do a watch party so you can watch it live with me and and all that good stuff.
0: That's really great. And so important. So we're going to link that up for you guys in the show notes. We'll be sharing it on social media as well. So just make sure to keep an eye out for that. This is a training that you're going to want to make sure to watch because I know it's limited as well, even though it's free, it's only around for a short time. So we want to get on this as soon as possible. And,
1: And one thing I'll say is we worked on this for seven months yeah and it, it i mean from a filming and editing standpoint we're definitely like how do we get on wedmore's level with video series and we i haven't seen it yet like because we're recording this way early so we're still in the editing process but i'm gonna go out on a limb and oh, say boy. it's at the same level wow as your video series wow. so if you loved it from like a I visual, visual i, I think it looks better but we'll see we'll yeah. see i mean i
0: look better on camera
1: than him but <laughs> Just that's, depends on what you're wearing.
0: <laughs> if I'm wearing anything at all, we do have nude shots in our video series. Did you, get, did you strip at all in your videos? Just a little bit. Just a little, just little bit. bit. Yeah. <laughs> there's a little. There's a little shower scene yeah. in there for you. <laughs> That'll get people to watch. If you don't want to improve your messaging, at least stay for the shower scene. There you go. That's our.
1: That's yeah. our hook. So we'll see. You guys definitely set the bar that we were we were aiming to to match. So it's so we'll fun see. doing that. Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah. That's so great.
1: Uh, I'm excited
0: for to see it as well. So thank you, Brandon, again for coming on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You're the best. You're the best. No, you're the, I said it first, you're the best All and right, really are truly so talented with what you do. And I know you're the behind the scenes person for so many people out there. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty badass. Pretty awesome. So love what you're putting out there in the world, man. And thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in. This is a longer one, but this is, this is really great. Lots to take away here. Make sure to be following Brandon on the Instagrams. We'll link that up in the show notes. Make sure to register for his free video series and consume all of it because it's going to help so much. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time here on the mind your business podcast. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get
1: started right now.